For many of us, when we become moms, we're faced with this seemingly either-or decision. Do I go back to work, earn the bucks, and get the stimulation that my work brings me, or do I become a stay-at-home mom, spend more time with my kids, and wear yoga pants every day? (laughs) Of course, if you're listening to this podcast, you know that there are many shades of grey in between. Because as a mompreneur, you get to decide. You can design your life and business to your exact specifications. And that's exactly what my friend Candace Elvie has done. Candace has a blog called Lexi's Lunch, where she writes about health and nutrition and shares delicious, healthy recipes, perfect for families. In our interview, she talks about how she has designed her business around her life, particularly around homeschooling and parenting her eight-year-old daughter, Lexi. She talks about how she's gotten playful about things like brand partnerships. And by my assessment, it seems like Lexi has assumed the role of chief playful officer in Candace's business. But what I think is so cool is that Candace is totally walking the playful talk. Because since recording the interview, so it's probably about six weeks ago, Candace has started another business based on the feedback that she has received from her audience. Yes, this is the expansive power of being a playful mompreneur. So what's the business, you ask? Well, you'll hear Candace really light up when we start talking about scheduling and planners at about the halfway mark in the interview. This lady is a planning machine. But more than that, she uses her planning process as a self-care and creative outlet, complete with stickers, doodles, recorded memories, and meal planning. So I'm pleased to be one of the first people to announce that you can get your own copy of Candace's Planner in the next few weeks. In fact, you can pre-order your planner today to make sure you don't miss out. You heard it here first. Candace previously sold digital copies of the planner, so it has been tried, tested, and is now thoroughly trusted. So much so that her previous customers have begged her to sell a printed version of the planner. And because we chat on the side of the tennis court as our kids are at their tennis lessons, I know that she has been painstakingly working with printers to make sure that the planner she has so lovingly designed will be an absolute joy to use. What's more, you can join her monthly sticker club and get a new set of beautiful stickers each month to not only make your planner Pinterest worthy, but to also make planning a whole lot more fun. You can find more information and contact Candice at Beautifully Planned SA on Instagram and her website will be coming soon. I'll leave all those links in the show notes. And now, on with the interview. Do you want to find joy in being both a parent and a business owner? Then come and play with us here at the Playful Mompreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Shelley Tonkin-Smith, and I'm on a mission to help moms to start and grow their own businesses in a way that's as simple and as fun as child's play. Join me as I talk about things like playful productivity, tools and tech, and building a special kind of business. A business that supports your desire to be a fully present parent and to have the time and space to truly connect with your kids. 
You'll also hear from other mompreneurs and some dadpreneurs who are rocking this double gig of parenting and business ownership, with some of them even throwing homeschooling into the mix. Get the inside track on both their struggles and what's working for them, and then use that as inspiration for building your playful business. You ready? Let's play. Well, I'm so pleased to have Candice Alvey with us today. Candice, welcome to the Playful Mompreneur podcast. It's great to have you. Thank you so much. It's so exciting to be here with you and be doing this outside of tennis. Yes, Candice is one of my um, tennis buddies. And not that we play tennis together, but our kids play tennis together. And we've sat on the side of the tennis court and chatted. And we were like, oh, oh, so you also a mompreneur. And I was like, you've got to come on my podcast. So I'm so glad that we can have this conversation so Candice, you are a, a blogger and you are a mom. Tell us first of all about your business and then I want to hear about your family and your arrangements there. So I blog at a blog called Lexi's Lunch. My daughter is Lexi and it's all about childhood health and nutrition and wellness matters. I'm really, really passionate about health and wellness and nutrition and over the years, I've become more passionate about environmental living, sustainable living, that sort of thing. So I just want to share that and help people. And that's what I do at Lexi's Lunch. That is so cool. So you've got your blog and then I know you've got a very thriving Instagram account. Are those I do. two sort of main channels? So yes, blog and Instagram are the two main channels. And then I also do Facebook and Twitter. Uh Uh, And I have recently tried out TikTok. (laughs) I'm still not sure about it. Uh (laughs) (laughs) I love video creation. But um, TikTok and YouTube are two that I'm still kind of testing the waters a bit with. Well, I love it. You're getting playful, which is all about what we're all about here at the Playful Mompreneur podcast. So I love it. I love that you've got your sort of main channels and then experimenting with other ones. And I think that's also an encouragement to other moms out there. Don't feel like the need to have to hit all the social media channels, all the all the ways to connect with people because you're going to be diluting your energy and your message. So yeah, choose some channels where you can really go go in full tilt and then you can sort of experiment from there and repurpose some of your content. I think that's that's wonderful. I also find that everyone, you know, my marketing brain says you've got to do everything. Mm. And then my mom brain says just pick one thing to be good at rather. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where some mompreneurs or all of us actually can really just benefit from taking a step back and saying, okay, I'm really good at that. Let's just focus on that first. And then when I have time, I'll go into the other stuff. Yes, yes, such wise advice. So you mentioned your mom brain and you've mentioned Lexi and her lunch. So tell us about Lexi and your family and um, yeah, your education setup. So Lexi is my daughter. She's eight years old. Um, And she has never been to school. We have homeschooled from the beginning. 
my husband works full time. He works quite long hours. And so I'm solely responsible for her education. And, you know, as a homeschooling mom, you know, it's a roller coaster, a lot of ups and a lot of downs. But I have to say, it is by far the most rewarding journey I have been on. Oh, I, I can so agree, as you know. And for the listeners, Candace was one of two people in my homeschooling journey when we were like, oh my goodness, we possibly are doing this homeschooling thing. <laughs> We'd never thought that we were going to do homeschooling. And we got to this crossroads in our lives. And my son had been going to tennis lessons with Lexi, and my husband and I had been chatting to Candace. And I, I remember I had a nice phone call with you and you just gave me the the ups and downs, the real life of homeschooling. And I was like, this is what I want. This sounds amazing. And I don't think you were giving me the rose tinted glasses version. I think you gave me a really <laughs> realistic picture of it. But I was like, I want to be really part of my kids' education. And because I had my own business, I could actually make it work within that because I could actually then make some tweaks and some trims in my own business, which I definitely had to do, especially in 2020. (laughs) But I had the freedom and flexibility to design my work schedule to then fit in homeschooling. And yeah, I, I agree with you. Like for me, it was the best decision ever. It's, it's rewarding in ways that you don't even imagine. I want to just dive into a little bit on the homeschooling front while we're on this topic for the other homeschooling mompreneurs who are here. Tell us about the type of homeschooling that you do and and how you homeschool. So I am using an eclectic curriculum, which is not a box curricula where you get all your subjects in one. I have chosen individual curricula that I think suit our family and uh, Lexi's specific learning style. And a large part of the reason I've done it that way is not just because I found that the boxed curricula uh, were lacking in certain areas, but something you said a moment ago is that as a homeschooler and a mompreneur, you can design your life. Mm. And so homeschooling is so important from that aspect. And so an eclectic curriculum fits that so much better for me than buying a boxed curriculum and having to do everything their way. Yeah, I've designed this lifestyle and I have designed my daughter's education to fit our lifestyle. I mean, we have been fortunate enough to travel extensively in the last few years. And I think that if we were doing a boxed curriculum, it would have been more difficult. Whereas I've been able to integrate a lot of the curricula that I've chosen into our travels. Mm, I love that flexibility with both your business and homeschooling that you've been able to travel. How cool is that? It's so amazing. Tell us more about your travels. Where have you been? In the last few years, we've been to Taiwan, Hong Kong, Australia, and Canada. 
Amazing. Um, I'm fortunate enough to have family in all of those places, uh-huh. which makes it easier to travel and more affordable, um, not having to pay for accommodation. Nice. But it's been an incredible experience and education for Lexi. Mm. I think that's been far more valuable than anything she would have learned sitting in a classroom. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. Uh, like we totally like gushing on homeschooling here, but I also I find that like often in school you've got to learn from a school book and then or a textbook, and I I'm not hating on textbooks. I've written textbooks, but <laughs> when you're homeschooling, you've got that freedom and flexibility to actually go out into the real world and learn the thing by looking at it and actually seeing it and discovering it for yourself and. Yeah, then you, I mean, from there you can go back to the book and actually learn a little bit more about it, but you're seeing the thing in real life. So I'm going to take it back to your business now and your business journey and your background in what got you to this point and why did you choose blogging? Um, Why did you choose this particular passion? Like, yeah, how did you get here? Tell us about your business journey. So I initially had a blog called Cupcake Royale, and it was specifically focused on baking because I'm quite a keen baker, which is totally at odds with my passion for health and nutrition, that sort of thing. But after I had Lexi, I became more focused on the health aspect, and I would put a lot of effort into creating really, really good meals for her. And Our family is spread out all over the world. I have cousins everywhere. (laughs) Yeah, you have a huge extended family and very international, I've realized. (laughs) (laughs) And if I think four of us all had babies in 2012 who were more or less at the same stage. So they would see meals that I had prepared for Lexi and would ask me questions. And... That's how my Instagram account was born Uh so that my cousins could see what I was doing and I could share ideas with them. And then having studied journalism and being in marketing, I wanted to keep up practicing writing. Writing is really something that it's a skill that you need to continually practice And so the blogging was a good way for me to vent when I saw things that irritated me, (laughs) a good way to share ideas, all while practicing my writing. Oh, so cool. Okay, so you've got that journalism and marketing background that you're bringing into your blogging, which is always helpful. And what I also love about your journey is that you've you found a place in your business to actually express yourself, to express your creativity and to hone your craft of writing, obviously, which is a passion of yours, having come from a journalism background. And I think also sometimes that's where it started, like with your Instagram accounts. It's literally sharing recipes and ideas with your cousins and that can balloon into something that is a business. So. Yeah, I think everyone can be on the lookout for those kinds of coincidences or like serendipity moments. <laughs> and that's exactly I've learned you can't force things. I had tried various other 
kind of ways of bringing in an income as a mom and a homeschooler. And none of them really worked. It was kind of an organic progression. And this happened naturally. And that's what has worked best for me. That is so cool. That is so cool. It's, it's, it's playfulness. So we are, we are encouraging our kids to play. We are like, you know, we, we, I think we believe in it from our, our kids' point of view, but that's what I'm seeing in your journey is like, you just got playful. You weren't attached to the outcome and your business has emerged from that. Well, from the whole creativity and of it all, I've discovered that I really enjoy photography and I'm not too bad at it. And so I think that that is something that has really helped me to create this beautiful Instagram feed that, let's face it, people are attracted to a beautiful Instagram feed. Mm. Um, I know we talk about sharing the beautiful, pretty, nice moments versus being real, but having that beautiful feed is what has helped me gain the followers and attract the engagement that I need from a business point of view. Um, But yes, the photography has become a passion too, not just the writing, but the photography too. I love that. I love that opportunity that entrepreneurship gives you of like going, well, I need to, and like, because I don't think you can do everything, but I do think you can like discover a new zone of genius a new area of talent or of enjoyment that in a corporate job you would have been boxed in and you would be like no you do marketing just write the copy (laughs) I think I would never have discovered the love of photography if I had stayed in corporate Mm, mm, so interesting all right, cool. So Candice, you are managing a lot. You're you're homeschooling, you are doing the extramurals as I know. Um, yes. you are you are then running this business. How do you fit it all in? <laughs> Scheduling. Uh-huh. Um and we've spoken about my planner mm-hmm. and I was never a scheduled person. Motherhood and mompreneurship has made me a scheduled person. I've had to become like that. Uh But that is the only way I'm able to juggle it is by dividing up my day and knowing between these times, this is what I'm going to be doing. And it makes it easier for my family too, Mm -hmm. to know that they will have my full attention, but they just need to let me have that time. So, mm-hmm. so, so tell us about like, if you can take us through like a typical week, um, like how does a typical week look for you? So I'm going to go right down into a typical day. Uh-huh. Um, I wake up before Lexi and I know it's so cliched, but they say, start your day with a uh, meditation. Mm-hmm. And for me, that has really helped me stay focused. Um, you know, with everything going on, I started to feel a little bit anxious. So that just helps me start the day in a calm way and be more productive. Then I spend a couple hours working before Lexi wakes up. And then once she's awake, it's breakfast, schoolwork. Often we'll carry on doing something creative once she's finished with school and then lunch. 
And then I try to spend some time again in the afternoon just doing work stuff. Fortunately, she's very good at entertaining herself. And so um, I normally have that quiet, uninterrupted time before family time and dinner and extra murals and all that kind of thing again. And then once she goes to bed, then I try to fit in another hour or two of work. Also very important for me is just to take a couple of hours on a weekend to plan my week, plan my posts so that I know during the week what I need to do, what photos I need to take. Because I'm working with food, often it'll be planning meals. Um, Yeah. So the weekend is also an important part of my planning. Okay. Okay. So you use that time on the weekend. And so you literally, are you kind of like making Lexi's lunch literally and then photographing it as like, wait, Lexi, don't eat that. Like, (laughs) (laughs) so I just feel so bad. I can't do that to her because (laughs) (laughs) because I don't let her snack all day she's Uh normally ravenous at mealtime so I will give her her food Uh and then I will dish up one really pretty beautiful plated one and then quickly take as many photos and then sit with her and enjoy the rest of mealtimes together lovely oh that's that sounds like such a lovely flowing day there's an integration in in your intention in that in the day and also I think starting the day with like filling your own cup um I wish I had a late riser like you have (laughs) I'm still trying to figure it out although I do have my evenings and like I think I I really value my evenings so I think whatever you have as a mom if you've got a newborn I think also give yourself time and space so if you're in the early stages this is going to be hard. Like getting a business together is going to be hard. So I would say, give yourself grace, give yourself a time. It doesn't have to be even that long. It might feel long. Hey, would you agree? I agree 100%. And there are times when I know financially, a lot of us are under financial pressure. And so we have to work, but we need to prioritize our family. Mm. Um, And like you said, give yourself grace, just be patient. Things will happen in the time that it's meant to happen. Just be patient. Absolutely. And, and, and you can then from like, so from the newborn stage, so we're not talking that like, you know, six months in, I think you got to just all bets are off, you know, whatever you can get in, if you can get in any work, you're lucky. Um, But, you know, as you start rolling with this motherhood journey, and, you know, maybe you just have five hours a week. Maybe you have two hours a week. Think about what you can do with that that time that you've got. So that's what I love about your journey now. So Lexi's, she's nine now, right? Now eight. She's eight now. So like you've got to this point where she's got this, you know, you, you, you fill her cup, you're actually like doing her schoolwork in the morning and then she can entertain herself. And so you get a couple of hours maybe where you can actually work, do your own errands or your own um, admin, and she's entertaining herself. Like it will happen, everybody else out there. Yes, (laughs) it It does happen eventually. They do eventually sleep through the night. (laughs) They do eventually learn how to entertain themselves. It will all be okay in time. I think that's very important to say. (laughs) 
All right, cool. Now, I know, because you've mentioned this at tennis, you are a huge fan of a planner. So tell us more about that. So I have a planner that gels with me and fits my needs, but there are loads and loads of different planners out there. You've just got to find what works for you and then use that as a way of not just planning your day, but as a creative outlet. I mean, I, while I'm busy planning, will create really beautiful little spreads with stickers or little sketches and that kind of thing. I'll write down little memories, things that I don't want to forget that maybe Lexi said or that kind of thing. So it becomes not just a tool for planning and organizing your life, but it also becomes a way of practicing self-care. Mm, that's very interesting. Um, so planning as self-care. So it's not only the manis and pities. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, self-care is all about having a holistic approach, a body, mind, and spirit. Mm. So while baths and manis and pities and all those things are amazing and so good for the body um, and the, the soul, for me, planning is so good for my mind because mm. I am using that creative outlet, but I'm also knowing that I'm organized and things will flow from that organization. Yeah, yeah. And it's getting that stuff out of your head and onto a planner and a piece of Absolutely. paper and you can like, okay, breathe. Like even <laughs> if I haven't got this, my plan has got it for me. <laughs> talk to me also about just the creativity of that planner like it sounds like a, a really nice creative outlet for you as well absolutely um I wouldn't call myself an artist but I'm a doodler I love doing little doodles I'll be on the phone and doodling non-stop and so I always have my planner open on my desk I'll find sticker I've huge fan of stickers <laughs> something I never grew out of and so that's also a great way to you know stick them creatively in my planner um yeah. that I planner becomes everything for me <laughs> and it's so nice to go back and look at all these things mm -hmm. again and go oh my goodness I can't believe I was on a serious phone call and I did that drawing <laughs> <laughs> so what are you drawing now <laughs> <laughs> Funny enough, nothing. <laughs> I, I can see Candace on the Zoom video, but she's not drawing. <laughs> I'm so disappointed. I think I need to let you draw. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. I, I I just love that idea of planning as self-care and productivity, not just as this very masculine like kind of do, 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 uh, tick the things off the to-do list but rather turning it into something that's that's a self-care activity, that's a creative activity, that's a playful activity. And I, I'm at the point in my life where I don't really trust technology. I uh, feel like it could all go away and then I have nothing. Mm. Whereas if I have my planner, I have those little drawings and those memories and not just my schedule to go back on. Yes. But another thing that I... I often talk about on my blog that is important is also in my planner, I plan our meals ahead. Mm. So I'm using it, like I said, for creative outlets, 
But from a planning point of view and the scheduling point of view, it's so nice to know that this is what we're eating during the week. I can have a shopping list and not go over budget, which is a huge stress relief for a lot of people, you know, knowing that they can stay in a budget. Mm. And then also come mealtimes, I'm not stressed out about what to make. Yeah. You know, Tuesdays, for example, you know what it's like. We go to tennis. We get home late because the kids all want to play afterwards. And I come home and I really don't want to think about what I'm going to make for dinner. I know already it's there in the planner and I just have to do it quickly. Mm, Yeah, I love that idea. Um, And because I think that's often a point of resistance around healthy eating is that you've got to have the healthy foods in your fridge first. And you've got to do that bit of planning. But I think once you invest that time into the planning, and it's probably easier than you think, it's like such Absolutely. a great investment <laughs> for the rest it's of the really, week. It's something that really doesn't take long. And mm-hmm. the more you practice it, the faster it goes. Yeah. And what really works well for me is that I have maybe four weeks worth of plans that I rotate. And then every now and then I throw in a new one just to, you know, keep, uh, we eat seasonally. So to keep the recipes seasonal too with what I've got available to me and just to keep it interesting so my family don't get bored with the same meals too. Mm. But it becomes much, much easier as you practice it. So cool. I love it. I just want to dial it back to the business for other moms who are thinking like, this sounds really cool. And like, I might also be into baking or into healthy eating or like sustainable living. And I want to start a blog. So where are you making your money in your business? Like what is your business model within this blogging and like, let's call it influencer type marketing that you're offering? So I have been fortunate that I haven't needed to go out and find the business. The brands that I love and that fit my niche have, and my lifestyle, have approached me. And so I will then do various things from sponsored blog posts, um, Instagram posts, that kind of thing, to even recipe development for them. I'll sit with them and discuss things on a campaign basis it might just be a once-off. It might be long-term campaigns. It varies from, from brand to brand. And then another way you can monetize blogging is um, it's not as big in South Africa yet, and I'm really hoping that we can make it grow, is affiliate marketing mm. and referral marketing. And then another thing that's also up and coming and more and more bloggers are doing it is and it's a nice way to, to kind of develop a passive income, although it's never passive. It mm-hmm. always takes work and marketing. But anything from printables to um, a lot of bloggers are creating their own ranges that fit their niche, that sort of thing, mm-hmm. and having their own online stores. Yeah, absolutely. I love the idea of like a digital product and like I try and both teach and remind myself all the time of have this minimum viable product of like sharing your knowledge, like your knowledge that you've got, that you've developed 
is very valuable to other people. So you can make some kind of info product or um, an ebook or, as you say, a printable that can help your niche. And I, I think that's the, the 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 key is niching it down, serving that that market that's your people, and and giving them something that's really useful to them. And from a business point of view. Particularly with social media and blogging, you want a highly engaged audience. And in my experience, the way to do that is to be more niched. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Well, Candice, I'm also hearing from everything that you've described here that there's a lot of playfulness coming through in the way you homeschool, of course, and then that comes through in the way you do business. So, can you tell us about how? embracing playfulness has helped you in your business and maybe led you to some success that you wouldn't have realized otherwise? Well, I think you've gathered, you know me, but I think your audience has gathered that I'm quite creative, but Lexi is way, way more creative than me. (laughs) And I've been incredibly, incredibly inspired by her creativity. And of course, being a child, her creativity is all about playfulness and fun. And that has translated so well into my specific business because food is something that should be playful and fun. And so that has also helped us to then attract brands Mm -hmm. that really fit our lifestyle. So for example, there was a particular product that Lexi was crazy about at one point. And this is one of the few times that I've actually pitched to a brand. I say to them, I've got this daughter who loves your product. She is so creative in the kitchen. Let's do something. And so it was such a wonderful way it all evolved. I said to her, using this product, what would you put together with it to create your ideal meal? And from there, she developed a recipe herself, which we then together presented in an Instagram live, which they shared. So it was a learning experience for her. It was a great way to help me stay inspired and creative in my business. And so, yeah, food is about fun in our family and Lexi has definitely inspired a lot of that. I love also, again, that integration of like bringing Lexi, I mean, it's not child labor. You're not like trying to like make her do your business. (laughs) but you're bringing her in and she's learning so much about entrepreneurship about marketing about all the stuff that comes with cooking there's just so many opportunities for learning there absolutely and I never once had to she never once hesitated she was so excited about doing it yeah um the only time she expressed any kind of nervousness was right before we started our Instagram live. And she took a deep breath. And the moment that camera was on her, she lit up. So it was a really great confidence booster and learning experience for her. Wow. Yes. You've got even all those soft skills and uh, yeah, just self-confidence skills coming through as well. I love it. It's so cool. <laughs> so, so you studied marketing, you studied journalism, 
you got the deal on like, you know, how you do things. Like these are the rules. These are the business rules. These are the journalism rules and the writing rules and everything. But you've broken some of those rules. So tell us about those rules that you've broken and how it's turned out for you. Well, as you say, I come from a journalism marketing background and anyone who works in that environment, advertising, PR, knows it's a very fast-paced environment. And when you're immersed in that, it is very hard to prioritize family. Mm. But that is exactly what I've done. Lexi has been my, well, my family, my husband included. (laughs) (laughs) They are my, my priority. And so I have had to take a step back and I've had to learn how to slow down. Mm. Our society is so encouraging almost of just being busy and constantly hustling and moving from one thing to the next that we don't slow down and enjoy things. And it is exactly that process that has helped my business naturally evolve and develop into what it is. So by going against everything that I knew from the corporate environment, I've actually, like you said, designed my life Mm -hmm. um, and designed a business and a lifestyle and a family that has, that suits me just purely by breaking all those rules. Yes. Oh, so cool. And and I think created something so much better than if you had followed all those rules, you know, if you had followed all those rules, yeah, you probably would have been climbing the corporate ladder, but then you wouldn't have this beautiful lifestyle, this, you know, the opportunity to homeschool, to bring your daughter into your business. I think when we let go of those rules, and I think these rules apply like to many rules, we think we should be doing something some way. Even, you know, in the world of online marketing or blogging, there's these things that we feel we should be doing. There's no shoulds here. Like you can actually design the rules for yourself and for what suits your life. And I love how that's come through in in your experience of this journey. And it has helped me create a life that is so much more fulfilling. Mm. And I love the corporate environment, but I think that I would never have been as fulfilled as I am now. Yeah, I'm creatively fulfilled. I am in a loving environment all the time instead of that stressful corporate environment that created a fulfillment that I wouldn't have had otherwise. Yeah, and I love the combination of the two. Your business has given you that fulfillment. Your motherhood has given you the fulfillment. And the two together are giving you this holistic, like fulfilling life, like overall. So yeah, there's another one for new mompreneurs. But even if you're already on this business journey and you are just feeling like, oh, something's missing. I'm just not happy with it. Change it up. Like you don't have to keep going with anything change it up to to suit you and to make it feel how you actually want to feel like you said if something doesn't feel good change it yeah yeah that is the benefit Uh, we've been gushing a lot about homeschooling (laughs) but that's a benefit of being homeschooler and a mompreneur if something is not working for you or something doesn't feel good change it Mm -hmm. 
And sometimes that can be very scary, especially if from a financial point of view, something is working. If it doesn't feel good anymore, then it needs to change. Mm-hmm. And invariably you will find a way. Like yes. often these, it's a point of discomfort and you sit with that feeling of being uncomfortable, but invariably you will find a way. And that that's, that discomfort actually is this beautiful catalyst of finding a way better way than if you had just put your head down and like, oh, well, another day, another dollar, I've just got to do this for the money or whatever. Um, You can find a way that can also meet some of the sweet spots. You can sacrifice in certain areas that you realize weren't important in the first place. So yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree of, of changing what's not working. It's in your power. You are the CEO of your life. It's something that's a previous guest, Brandy. It will be in episode six. She said, you are not only the CEO of your business, you are the CEO of your life. You are in charge of your life and what is happening in your life. All right. So Candice, is there anything else for those mompreneurs who are just starting out on this journey? Is there any closing pieces of advice that you would would give to them and any tips and words of wisdom that you'd like to share? There's something, there are two things that we haven't touched on. Firstly, don't be afraid of failure. Um, As you said, life is constantly evolving. We have the ability to change things and design our life, but it's, not always going to be perfect. It's not always going to work out the way we expected or wanted. Don't be afraid of those failures. Learn from them. Carry on. Mm -hmm. As I said earlier on, everything will be okay in time. Mm -hmm. And then very, very importantly, and particularly in the blogging influencer space, don't compare yourself to others. Mm. You are we're all on our own journey and you are on your own journey. Don't compare other people, you know, might not be sharing everything that's going on in their lives. You don't have to share everything that's going on in your life either. Mm. There are parts of aspects of my life that I keep very private too. Yes. So that's also important. And part of that also is finding you know, we talk about finding our tribes as moms all the time. But from a business point of view, it also helps to find a couple of people who you really gel with, who are in the same business space as you too, who you can collaborate with and be each other's cheerleaders. That's really, really important. Oh, I I so agree with that. Well, I agree with all three of those points. But I, I, I love the idea of finding some collaborators. But you definitely don't have to be business partners. You can just be there walking the journey together. And oh my goodness, like the fear of failure. We're both fans of Big Life Journal. I'll leave a link of that in the show notes. But one of the affirmations they've got there is fail stands for first attempts in learning. And I think that's that. so, so powerful. And I think we constantly need to remind our kids about that, but we even more often, I think, especially as moms, need to remind ourselves about that too. So I'm so glad you brought that up. And just redefining like what failure is. I've found also just to take 
those, if you take those very small steps, if you so-called fail, it's just like a little trip. It's not like exactly. a wall on your face kind of thing. It and really like, isn't a failure. It's a learning experience. Yes, yes. I, I think those are very wise words, Candice. Overall, such wise <laughs> words in this whole episode. I'm also really excited for everyone to connect with you. So can you just share where everyone can connect with you online? So you can find me at lexislunch.com. That's L-E-X-I-S lunch.com. And then also Lexi's Lunch on Instagram. And um, you'll find on my website all my social links. Wonderful. Excellent. Well, Candice, thank you so much for being here on the Playful Mompreneur podcast. It's been so fun to chat with one of my fellow mompreneurs who I see very regularly in real life. And thank you for all your words of wisdom that you've shared with everyone. It's been great to have you here. Thank you. It's always good to chat to you and especially to have an uninterrupted chat for a change. (laughs) Absolutely. All right, everyone, go off and be playful mompreneurs. That's the end of our mompreneur play date today, but come again soon. Subscribe and tune in wherever you listen to podcasts. But the best way to make sure that you don't miss an episode and to get free bonus content is to get onto the playful mompreneur email list at playfulmompreneur.com. That's also where you'll find the show notes for today's episode. So head to playfulmompreneur.com and sign up there. And then playing is even more fun with friends, right? So please share the Playful Mompreneur podcast with all your mompreneur friends by sending them over to playfulmompreneur.com or tell them to search the Playful Mompreneur on Apple Podcasts or wherever they listen to podcasts. You can also help me to spread the word by leaving a favorable review on Apple Podcasts. I'd absolutely love that. Thanks so much for tuning in, spreading the word, and most of all, being playfully and wonderfully you. Now it's time to go off and be a playful mompreneur.